everywhere and welcome to another geeks crossing podcast i'm eric i'm matt and i'm nick here to give you all the best geek related content you can ask for and i got a question who in the name of king netsune's butthole asked for a patrick star tv show erica i think you're asking the wrong question the question is how much money were they offered (laughs) for a Patrick Star TV show. It's a shame because I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name and that's horrible. The creative Hillenbrag. He did not want spinoffs. And mm-hmm. literally the second he dies, they're like, huh, how do we honor him? Let's make spinoffs. And it's like, bro, he didn't want that. He wanted SpongeBob to just be its own show. But no, because the Nickelodeon franchise itself is dying. They're like, all right, what's our most popular hit? SpongeBob, let's make money off of it. I, I can see it being a three season show and then bailing. Nickelodeon, do you have any sense of morality? There's a reason I rated Nickelodeon my least favorite network when we did that season three premiere. Uh, And it's just because they make cruddy, shady business decisions constantly. And one of them is, which I'll talk about a little bit, but it it sucks. Um, Really? You forgot that you put Nickelodeon so low. Yeah. I don't don't blame you. It's mostly from a marketing standpoint, yeah. correct, Matt? Yes, and no, that combined with the fact I didn't really... I don't want to say I didn't love all their shows. They had some pretty great ones, but a lot of it was just, like, forgettable to me. But I am getting a bit off topic. We are here today to talk about one specific Nickelodeon IP, uh, that being SpongeBob SquarePants, which, loyal viewers of Geeks Crossing may know, this same trio that you hear right now previously talked about SpongeBob when we went over our nostalgia for the show, why we liked it so much. Today, we're kind of going to switch gears a little bit, kind of a spiritual successor to that episode, and talk about what SpongeBob is like now in the grand old year of 2021. What has changed and what is the present? Kind of, It's interesting. We talked about the past of the franchise. Now we're kind of talking about the present and the future of the franchise. Or in other words, in that previous episode, we were praising SpongeBob, (laughs) and now, more or less, we're shitting on it. (laughs) In layman's terms, yes. I guess the easiest way to start is, as Nick said, the beloved creator of SpongeBob, Steven Hillenberg, passed away, uh, I want to say 2018, but I, I, I could be wrong on that. But he passed away, he had been back on the show, and since then, SpongeBob has really branched out in a lot of crazy, weird ways, and 2021, we really saw the fruits of that. Especially in America, because foreign viewers got to see Sponge on the Run last year, but we only got it this year. So we got Sponge on the Run, and then we have two spinoffs. Not one, two new spinoffs. Those being Camp Coral and the Patrick Star Show. So if you'd like, guys, we could go chronologically. Start off with the uh, with the actual the new movie, Sponge on the Run. Yeah. Not one, count them, two marshmallows. <laughs> Sponge on the run. I loved it. It was everything that it needed to be. And it really reminded me of spoilers, of course, coming. It actually bag. made me feel like I was watching an original SpongeBob episode kind of deal. All the new stuff is just like, it's, it doesn't have the same to it. It doesn't have like that same oomph to it, I guess. It does feel like a different show. I can buy with that. This was just kind of kooky or whatever, yeah, stupid, and just made me overall make me feel like I was back in the good old days of SpongeBob, especially the uh, reference to the Patty Mobile coming out. Oh yes, that was the highlight of the movie for me. I, I really almost forgot about that. Well, then again, I only part. saw the movie once, so <laughs> we only again, saw it right? once too. 
in retrospect, I probably should have watched the movie again in preparation for this episode. But so whatever. Um, it is what it is. See, I don't, I don't know what to say about the movie. I don't know if this is controversial or what, but I did like it more than uh, Sponge Out of Water. I don't know if you guys agree with that. or. I haven't yeah. seen Sponge Out of Water, so that's why I didn't say that I liked it better or worse. Eh, I can I see can... why. My two reasons why, I should say. Sponge Out of Water felt like just two really long SpongeBob episodes smushed together, like with two completely different plots. One was SpongeBob and Plankton going through like time travel crap, and then the other one was, oh, look, we're on land fighting a pirate. This felt like a movie. Sponge on the Run had like a, ma- a basic premise, which I should explain. It- it's pretty simple. SpongeBob and Patrick have to go save Gary, who's been snail napped by King Poseidon. And that felt, you know, it felt like I was watching a movie, which I liked, and I didn't get that same feeling from Sponge Out of Water. But the second thing that I really, really loved about Sponge on the Run, probably my favorite part of the whole movie, is I think it looks beautiful. I love the animation that they decided to do for this, how they made it kind of look like season one SpongeBob, but kind of this cool stylized CGI. Like, I thought that would look amazing. Yeah, I can agree with that. I'm a big sucker for animated stuff that looks really cool. Like, if it can capture my attention, I'll be like, man, well, that looked awesome. <laughs> I don't know how I thought about what it actually was but it looked great and sponge out of uh sponge on the run excuse me looks great in my opinion it does and another scene that i really enjoyed was the casino scene yeah i like that scene a lot when they were running because it kind of reminded me of when spongebob got dr- and him got drunk off of ice cream oh that's true in oh, another uh estab- another establishment back in the good old days of goofy goober oh yeah which apparently that's back in the show too. I didn't know that. Goofy Goober is like a location in, in the SpongeBob TV show again after like 15 years. That's good. I wonder if they'll yeah. ever bring up uh, Weenie Hut Jr. Or Weenie Hut Jr. <laughs> Probably. Uh, they they I, like to coast on nostalgia a lot. So I do know that in a recent episode, Patrick got a job at Goofy Goobers, but mm, you only got really? there just so because if you work there, you get to have all the ice cream you want during your breaks. And Patrick, being Patrick, ate all the profits. <laughs> For oh, him. man. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, um, but as for my opinion towards the movie, I wouldn't say hit or miss. Like, I have mixed feelings about it. Let's put it that way. I mean, I can agree with Nick. It does give off the same vibes of watching the good old days of SpongeBob. And I agree with you, Matt. The animation is gorgeous. But some scenes felt forced in. Like, during their road trip, they start arguing and shit. I was like, okay, was that really necessary? <laughs> my least favorite scene in the whole movie was the, like, 20-minute uh, zombie outlaw cowboy uh oh, danny Trejo, snoop dog scene that turns out to just be a dream because it like literally it serves no purpose it makes no sense keanu reeves made fun cameos but at the same time it's like okay that just felt too random but <laughs> it was a little weird for me yeah i, I agree with that the and biggest problem i have is the continuity just about to bring that up but so i'm really happy you said it what were you gonna say eric uh, elaborate elaborate because apparently Spongebob met all his friends at Camp Carl, which already contradicts some episodes during the show. Because in one episode, they said Spongebob and Patrick knew each other since they were infants. Spongebob moved into his neighborhood, and that's how he met Squidward. And then, of course, Spongebob met Sandy when they were adults. Because like in the movies, Sandy's like, oh, I remember Spongebob from the days we went to Camp Carl together. I was like, no, you didn't meet there. SpongeBob you were fighting a clam. Yeah, Spongebob thought you were being attacked by a giant clam. <laughs> Those were so forced in. It was, like, cringy. Yeah, no, of course it had to. It was yeah. to set up their solo show. I like, know, honestly, that's I, the like... the biggest reason why they contradicted the continuity like that. Just so it can be a segue to Camp Carl. 
Yeah. And it's not that difficult to fix. In the universe where there's no Camp Carl, you can still have Sponge on the Run, I think, and it's still a pretty good movie. You just go to that scene, because the scene in question is all of SpongeBob's friends are saying, like, oh, even though he's he's on trial... It's why he's a good person. Yeah, it's like, oh, here's why he's a good person. He helped me out, X, Y, Z. You just replace that with, like, oh, either, if you want to be really cool, you do, like, oh, remember in the show, he helped me with this, blah, blah, blah. Or if you, you could just say standalone stuff, like, oh... He helped me clean my clarinet one time. Like, you can have that scene. You can still have Sponge on the Run. You don't need Marriott to Camp Coral. And I think that's where Sponge on the Run loses a lot of points for me is it is married to Camp Coral. It's like, hey, kids, weren't those flashbacks cool? Well, now you can watch it on TV. It's like, no, come on, man. Don't drag down the movie with that. I just realized something. They kind of did something similar to that in The Best Day Ever, mm. where, like, towards the end, where they all bring up all of how SpongeBob made her days and shit. Yeah. That's exactly what happens during the court scene in this movie. Honestly, they could have just taken episodes from the show and incorporate dance in the movie, but no, they had to make this into a segue for a crap spinoff that I'm pretty sure no one asked for. And speaking about segues, now that I think we should move on to the topic of Camp Horror. Yeah, so so what exactly did it lead into? It led into a Paramount Plus original series, Camp Coral, which uh, is, is SpongeBob and all of his little friends aged down, and they're in summer camp. And I gave up after the first episode. <laughs> I watched the first episode and just that, and I was thinking, you know what, maybe I'll give it a shot, this and that. I can't get past the animation. It yeah. just looks so poorly done. It kind of is a low-budget sponge on the run, like a very low-budget sponge on the run animation. Yeah, because like, yeah, they had the whole movie budget to make the animation look good, and then when it became time to do a show of it, it was they couldn't compare. It looks like freaking fanboy and chum chum <laughs> animation. Okay, maybe just quick, quick side note. Is it, did it annoy anyone else that Squidward is the same age as them? Because I always kind of pictured him as like the grumpy older neighbor. Um... I didn't imagine him older than SpongeBob, but I definitely imagined him old, like... You know, not like 60 years older, just like, you know, a little bit older. I kind of viewed, like, SpongeBob as 20 and Squidward 25. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe it was just because he was always so, like, sullen and angry, but I always thought he was, like, maybe a a decade or two older. But age doesn't really matter in SpongeBob, so... Now, Krabs versus SpongeBob, I always thought Krabs was... 40 or 50 while spongebob was 20 yeah which man what a what a jerk move by mr krabs getting inspired to go into business by spongebob telling like who told him follow your dreams you'll make krabby patties they're so good you can make a restaurant and then not hiring him until he feeds the anchovies like dude that smelly smell that smells <laughs> smelly anchovies imagine the guy who who inspired you to go into business walked into your restaurant like hey can i have a job and you were like well no <laughs> Give me the spatula 9,000. <laughs> yeah, really? Like, dude, what a jerk. But of course, that's just because it was retconned. But fun fact about Camp Coral, during the early development of SpongeBob, Steven Hillenburg had to fight with Nickelodeon executives because they wanted SpongeBob to be a kid because they wanted him to uh, relate with the other kids, you know, be hip. Um, but Steven Hillenburg was like, no, I don't want SpongeBob to be a kid. I want him to be like a, an adult, you know, go, he has a job. And the compromise that they came up with was fine. He'll be an adult, but he'll go to boating school. And that was what they ended up compromising. I don't know. It's somewhat mysterious that, you know, when once Nickelodeon has the full rights to SpongeBob and Steven Hillenburg passes away, it's, hey, look, they're kids, guys. Seriously. <laughs> 
I just oh. realized something. In Sponge on the Run, all the younger version of the SpongeBob characters, they're voiced by kids. But in the show, mm -hmm. they're voiced by their respective voice actors, mm -hmm. which got me thinking, like, why didn't they get the kids to reprise their roles? Well, the trouble with child actors is they do get old. Um, so I understand that. But at the same time, you're right. Like, there's no reason why then in the movie it couldn't have just been the actors. Like, it, it's almost like it's a bad idea <laughs> conceptually. I mean, if you want to make their kid versions more genuine, then keep the same kid actors who voice them in the movie. So from what I actually know, though, um, which I totally agree, Eric, that is a great point. From what I understand, Steven Hillenberg did work on all three SpongeBob movies. Uh, I think he died during the early production of Sponge on the Run, uh, which means he did know about Camp Coral because he would have you know, seen the script for the Sponge on the Run movie and Camp Coral would have been in there. So he at least was aware of it. But still, at the at the end of the at the end of the day, this just seems like a soulless re like spinoff. Like, there's no reason why this should be going on. My reasons for disliking the show are pretty much the same reasons for you guys. I can't get past the animation. I can't get past how lazy some of the writing is, and I definitely can't get past the continuity errors. Mm-hmm. I mean, can we salvage what's left of the SpongeBob fantasy? No, we gotta focus on money. Yeah, no, it, it it's it's so weird. It just makes me uncomfortable looking at it. Like, the, can you like it, it? Just doesn't make any sense. It's the same freaking show, same exact voice cast, same exact characters. Both are airing at the exact same time, except one is a different setting. I can't wrap my head around that. What's the point? If you're not going to do anything different, what's the point? I mean, I get that they're smaller, but they're still doing the same thing where they're running around jellyfishing, doing jokes. I see no reason why they should both exist at the same time. If you really wanted to be ballsy and can and like end SpongeBob and do Camp Coral instead, that would be one thing. That would be really stupid, but that would be one thing. But to have both, again, same exact voice actors, same exact characters, both running at the same exact time, that makes no sense to me. That would be like if Rugrats and All, Sh and, uh, All Grown Up were going on at the same exact time. Maybe Nickelodeon's <laughs> trying to be like Seth MacFarlane, who produced three shows at once. <laughs> mm -hmm. but give them some credit at least they all had different characters these are literally the same exact characters well technically they had the same voice actors but i know what you mean yeah but you you can watch peter griffin and then oh coming up next it's cleveland and it's like yeah okay it's seth mcfarland yeah it's pretty much the same stupid freaking show but at least it's not oh here's peter griffin coming up next peter griffin is a baby like <laughs> i don't know it's just so soulless so half-hearted like I, I like I, like you guys, I watched the first episode because it was available for free on YouTube for a while. It might still be. So listeners, if you haven't already, you can go check it out if you're curious, like morbidly curious. I wouldn't really recommend it, but it's I, just so I soulless. Wa I watched the first episode on Paramount Plus, courtesy of oh. Nick, and yeah, gave up after the first episode just like that. I was like, yeah, this is fucking stupid. You know what Camp Coral does kind of remind me of, to be topical? Uh, that really crappy Rugrats reboot that, that just came uh, out? I liked it. <laughs> you liked it? Oh, sorry then to call it crappy. <laughs> you know, I've been meaning to watch it. Wow, I don't know. It just comes off to me like another attempt of Nickelodeon being like, hey, remember all that great stuff we used to have? We're just going to do that again. I mean, there's exactly. obviously voice actors, which is cool. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, come up with new stuff for the new generation of children. Also, the CGI on the Rugrats characters, it just looks very unappealing and uncanny to an extent. Yeah, I agree with that. But, uh, Nick, if you say it, it might be good, I can't say I've ever seen it, so who am I to judge? 
I just wish that kids growing up could have their own little shows instead of, hey, look, this is what your parents watched, except it looks like Fanboy and Chum Chum. So bottom line is, Cam Carl sucks. And what does Nickelodeon <laughs> plan to do about it? Make another spinoff show, of course, starring everybody's favorite pink idiot, Patrick. Because, you know, everybody loves Patrick, so surely he deserves his own spinoff show, right? Of course, yeah. Of course. You know. I give the Patrick Star Show a little, just a little bit more credit, just alone for the fact that there's other characters in it. You know, like I said about Kemp Carl, stupid, lazy, literally the same exact voice cast, same exact characters as SpongeBob. Patrick Star Show, it's kind of like, all right, you know, there's the new characters like his grandpa and his parents who for some reason aren't his parents that are in the SpongeBob show. Again, more lore breaking. Unlike Cam Carl, where I gave up after the first episode, Patrick Star TV show, I gave up after the intro. <laughs> I'm being dead ass. As soon as I watched the intro of that show, I was like, yeah, I'm done. Fun story. I was away on vacation with my brothers and we had really bad service watching cable TV the whole trip while we, when we were in the hotel, obviously. And that was the day we were away. One of the days we were away, that show premiered. So we watched it. And I hate to sound like one of those curmudgeon old men who's like, ah, back in my day, cartoons used to be so good, but now they're bad. Like, I don't want to sound like that. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, it sucks. It's just SpongeBob, but not SpongeBob. Like, what is even the premise of the show is obviously Patrick has his own TV show, but is it like a talk show? Is it like, I don't know if you guys, I mean, I haven't ever seen it. I doubt you guys have ever seen uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse, the really old show. No, I haven't. Brandon pointed this out to me. It's it's just like that. It's like random nonsense happens. His house is full of weird stuff. There's like doors to nowhere and like visual gags like that. It's so weird and surreal. But yeah, it, it's literally just Patrick talking to his family members, doing weird stuff. By the way, SpongeBob and Squidward are characters. Like they are regular characters. Squidward will walk around. SpongeBob will hang out with Patrick. There is legitimately no reason that it's not SpongeBob other than they just don't want it to be SpongeBob. Like, it is that shallow. Say what you will about the Seth MacFarlane shows. It was kind of just an excuse to do the same show with three different times. But with the Patrick show, I, I think the first episode, that, or the first premiere was two episodes. The first one was whatever. The second one literally was just an episode of SpongeBob. It was Patrick and SpongeBob hanging out. Patrick needed to get a job or something. And it was just freaking SpongeBob. There, It was so nonchalant. It was They did not even try to hide the fact that this is a new show it just grinds my gears to no end that they, they think they can get away with this but that they could just be like hey yeah what if we just have a new show and we put our leftover ideas from spongebob into it again same voice actors same characters different show and that is okay. just so soul crushing <laughs> air quotes on same characters yeah i mean we get a few new characters but and the biggest eye roll is patrick's sister because for those of you who loved watching the show, you know that Patrick's sister is like fucking 10 feet tall. She has these sharp ass teeth. Basically, she looks like a monstrous version of Patrick. Yep. But now in this show, Patrick's sister yep. is a squid. And Matt, I think you pointed this out one. That squid character is actually one of Pearl's friends. Yeah, so so modern watchers of SpongeBob who you know who watched it probably 2017, 2018, 2019, they will actually recognize that squid character because it is a SpongeBob character now. It, it's one of Pearl's classmates. I don't know if uh, in the actual SpongeBob TV show they reference that it, it's Patrick's sister, or if it's just like, hey, that recurring character is actually Patrick's little sister. What do you know? I'm getting mind fucked just by thinking about all this. <laughs> 
it's weird. Maybe maybe we're supposed to believe that Patrick's big sister is away. I was, I was going to say at college, but it doesn't seem like she that would be her alley. I love she probably that. doesn't even know what college is. Yeah. Oh, man. Again, I, I get it. I'm a grown man <laughs> talking about kids' cartoons airing in 2021, but it's just... I'm I'm disappointed just for the kids. Like I think they deserve to have a childhood like I did, where there was so much stuff to watch. I think we can all agree we had a ton of great stuff to watch. Like if we didn't want to watch SpongeBob, we weren't in the mood for it. Bam, we could watch Johnny Bravo. We could watch like Avatar, Ed Ed Nettie. We could watch Invader Zim, or we could watch uh, the Powerpuff Girls. Whatever. There were a million shows back then, and I think it discredits kids growing up now, where it's. Oh, I don't want to watch SpongeBob. Oh, I guess I'll watch Patrick. Oh, I don't want to watch Patrick. Oh, I guess I'll just watch SpongeBob and Patrick, but they're babies. And I think Nickelodeon's selling it short. It's just like, oh, you don't want to watch SpongeBob, kids? Too bad. You can watch SpongeBob, baby SpongeBob, or the Patrick show starring SpongeBob. Like, I just think it's so stupid. It's amazing how we went from doing an episode why we love SpongeBob and how much of an impact it was to our childhoods to what it has now become. Yeah. I mean... It was a good show. It, it, it still is a good show. But mm-hmm. their spinoffs are just so stupid. And the fact that they like waited till after he died is so disgusting. Yeah. If you're going to argue, oh no, it, it, that that timing didn't mean anything. It's just because Spongebob's so big now. Yeah, BS. Spongebob has been big for a very long time. Uh, example. If you watch an episode of Spongebob that aired in 2003 and an episode that airs in 2020, it's a different show. Like, the writers are all different. The art style looks totally different. You're doing a disservice, I feel, by not letting all those talented new writers, new animators, just work on a new show. And on the subject of the SpongeBob spinoffs, you know, we've got Camp Coral, we've got the Patrick Star Show, and we are getting more. Don't tell me, are we getting more spinoffs from the SpongeBob franchise? We are, my friend. Uh, the producers have not ruled out more spinoffs, including the possibility of a Squidward spinoff a, and a Sandy spinoff. I, I could see Sandy. I'd love to see her life in Texas. Yeah, I, I guess. And that's the example of like actually kind of doing something new with the characters that I wouldn't be as upset about. But still, like, make something new. I'm getting a migraine just by thinking about all this. <laughs> and I'm sure I would literally bet money on it. There's also probably going to be a fourth SpongeBob movie, if I had to guess. You know what? Why stop there? Give Plankton his own spinoff. Give Larry his own spinoff. Give Old Man Jenkins his own spinoff. <laughs> yeah, I want to see the Bubble Bass uh, TV show. I really want to see, see a Fred. spinoff. They made an episode about him. Now I want a whole, se- a whole show, please. <laughs> yeah, about Fred. Oh, what about that one character from Rock Bottom who gave SpongeBob that balloon? Maybe he can have his own spinoff. Yeah. Well, better yet, what about that piece of grass that Patrick thought was suspicious? Maybe he can have his own spinoff. I, I guess in the grand scheme of things, spinoffs are okay. But the way the SpongeBob producers are going to do it, I can tell you exactly what would happen. If, if Squidward got a spinoff, guess what? Or a movie or whatever, guess what? SpongeBob, Patrick, Sandy, Mr. Krebs, Plankton would all be in it. If it was a Sandy spinoff, guess what? They'd squeeze SpongeBob, Patrick, Sandy, Mr. Krebs, and Squidward all into it. If they're actually going to do something new where it's just about one of the characters and all the, whatever new stuff, fine. I'm trying to think of a good example of that. I, I guess like Avatar is kind of a good example in that it's different characters. Some faces show up every now and then, but by and large, it can be judged as its own thing. And I'm sorry, Camp Carl and the Patrick Star Show are written, are 
in at least the case of the Patrick Star Show, are animated exactly like modern SpongeBob. There's no reason to watch one over the other, and that is a real big red flag. Sorry about that little tangent a few moments ago. No, I we're, we, I feel like I'm, we're getting very heated. <laughs> Just because, again, a very scummy direction. I have every right to feel this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, we are all longtime SpongeBob fans. If you guys have not already listened to our SpongeBob episode, that's pretty much all we do is we just fanboy over SpongeBob. I am working currently on my script to my best, my favorite 90s cartoons, and I can guarantee you SpongeBob's going to be on there somewhere. Yeah. It's going to be number one <laughs> or top three. Is I, that I, your prediction? Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Knowing you, Matt, <laughs> it's probably going to be in the top three. Wink, wink. But but yeah, so keep on the lookout for that, viewers. But but as you can see, like this show does mean a lot to us. This is like, I mean, pretty much it's the last show from our childhood that's still going on. You know, I, I think that's fair to say, right? Yeah. Yeah. What else from when we were that young is still going? Like everything ended. They had its own peaceful conclusions, or in the case of Fairly Odd Parents, it was run into the ground. But right, SpongeBob yeah. does not get that treatment. They don't get mercy killed. They just get, oh man, SpongeBob, you're not looking too good. Here, have a spinoff. Here, have another spinoff. And it's just kind of sad, especially knowing that the creator of the show is gone and he can't defend his legacy. Are they seriously only three seasons or three episodes already? What? Of of the Patrick show. There's only three episodes? Really? Maybe. I mean, I was on vacation a few weeks ago, so maybe they aired like uh, one a week. That's three more episodes than people asked for. (laughs) Did it already get canceled? I hope it did. I'm looking at the Patrick Star show. It says episode one came out July 9th. Second one came out July 23rd. And then third was July 16th and nothing has been posted. It's almost a month of no episodes. Yeah, it might just be on hiatus. That's that's cable TV for you because I don't <laughs> think I feel like there'd be notes about it if it got canceled. Oh, shit. Our second spinoff isn't working. Let's work on another spinoff. Oh, I'm sure they've already got one or more other spinoffs in the works. Like... This isn't the MCU, people. This is just who lives in a pineapple under the sea. Like it, it's pretty straightforward. You don't. We every character and synopsis and idea doesn't need a spinoff. Nobody asked for Camp Coral, and nobody asked for the Patrick Star show. Damn like, right. So yeah, if it wasn't obvious already, we're all very disappointed with these spinoffs. And if you're a diehard fan like us, then you would feel the same way. Yeah, I do think SpongeBob, uh, Sponge on the Run was at, at the very least of like if you didn't love it, I don't really know anyone who absolutely hated it. Like it was a solid movie. Personally, I thought it had a pretty good soundtrack, pretty good animation, cute story. SpongeBob is not creatively bankrupt. You could still do some kind of cool stuff with it. But I'm sorry, Camp Coral and the Patrick Star Show and the Larry Lobster Talk Show Hour or whatever they're making, that's not the way to go with it, and that's what's disappointing. So out of the new Spongebob stuff that was pushed out, Sponge on the Run is definitely worth it. And it is such a stab in the back to the Spongebob creator that they waited till he died to push out shows like Camp Coral and Patrick Star Show. Yeah. That's a scummy personality and just absolutely shows that Nickelodeon doesn't actually care about its viewers or like creators. They care about the money. They care about pumping that sponge, squeezing that sponge for all mm-hmm. it's worth. I guess Spongebob said it best. There are a bunch of crustaceous cheapsakes. <laughs> but what about all you people that are listening right now? Have you seen Camp Carl and the Patrick Star Show? If so, what do you think? Do you hate all of them like we do? Well, at least Sponge on the Run was good. But do you hate Camp Carl and the Patrick Star Show? Or do you somehow love them? 
let us know in a Discord server and follow our Instagram page and continue to support us wherever you're listening to us right now, whether that be Anchor, Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcast, or iHeartRadio. And be sure to recommend us to your friends and families, especially those SpongeBob SpongeBob fans that you know. SpongeBob. (laughs) Those SpongeBob fans that you know in your life. And don't forget to follow Nuclear Bacons, Crypto Lock Gamings, and Carabite on Twitch. <laughs> and more importantly, stay true to your geek selves. Toodaloo.